0: SECTION 23 OF THE RECONCILIATION OF RACES AND RELIGIONS BY THOMAS KELLY CHAIN THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN RECORDING BY NICHOLAS JAMES BRIDGEWATER INCARNATIONS THERE ARE SOME TRACES, BOTH IN THE SYNOPTICS AND IN THE FOURTH GOSPEL, OF A DOCETIC VIEW OF THE LORD'S PERSON, IN OTHER WORDS, THAT HIS HUMANITY WAS illusory just as in the old testament the humanity of celestial beings is illusory the hindus however are much more sure of this the reality of an incarnation would be unworthy of a god and strange as it may appear to us this docetic theory involves no pain or disappointment for the believer who does but amuse himself with the sports Footnote See quotation from the poet Tulsidas in Farqua The Crown of Hinduism page four hundred thirty one footnote of his patron. At the same time, he is very careful not to take the god as a moral example. The result of this would be disastrous. The Avatar is supermortal. Footnote See Faqua page four hundred thirty four end footnote. What then was the object of the avatar? Not simply to amuse. It was, firstly, to win the heart of the worshipper, and, secondly, to communicate that knowledge in which is eternal life. And what is to be done in the imminent sifting of scriptures and traditions with these stories? They must be rewritten, just as, I venture to think, the original story of the God-man Jesus was rewritten by being blended with the fragments of a biography of a great and good early jewish teacher the work will be hard but sister nivedita and miss anthon have begun it it must be taken as a part of the larger undertaking of a selection of rewritten myths is baha'u'llah an avatar there has no doubt been a tendency to worship him but this tendency need not be harmful to sanity of intellect. There are various degrees of divinity. Bahá'u'lláh's degree may be compared to St. Paul's. Both these spiritual heroes were conscious of their superiority to ordinary believers. At the same time, their highest wish was that their disciples might learn to be as they were themselves. Every one is the temple of the Holy Divine Spirit, and this spirit element must be deserving of worship. It is probable that the Western training of the objectors is the cause of the opposition in India to some of the forms of honour lavished in spite of his dissuasion on Keshab Chandra Sen. Footnote, Life and Teachings of Keshab Chandra Sen, pages 3FF End footnote is Jesus unique? One who has learned Christ from his earliest years finds a difficulty in treating the subject at the head of this section. Quote, the disciple is not above his master. End quote. And when the master is so far removed from the ordinary, is in fact the regenerator of society and of the individual, such a discussion seems almost more than the human mind can undertake. And yet the subject has to be faced. And if Paul learned a purely ideal Christ, deeply tinged with the colours of mythology, why should not we follow Paul's example, imitating a Christ who puts on human form and lived and died for men as their saviour and redeemer? Why should we not go even beyond Paul and honour God by assuming a number of Christs, among whom, if we approach the subject impartially, would be Socrates, Zarathustra, Gautama the Buddha, as well as Jesus Christ? Why indeed should we not? If we consider that we honour God by assuming that every nation contains righteous men accepted of God, Why should we not complete our theory by assuming that every nation also possesses prophetic, in some cases more than prophetic, revealers? Some rather lax historical students may take a different view, and insist that we have a trustworthy tradition of the life of Jesus, and that, quote, If in that historical figure I cannot see God, then I am without God in the world, end quote. Footnote Leslie Johnston, Some Alternatives to Jesus Christ, page 199. It is, however, abundantly established by criticism that most of what is contained even in the synoptic gospels is liable to the utmost doubt, and that what may reasonably be accepted is by no means capable of use as the basis of a doctrine of incarnation. I do not, therefore, see why the life of Jesus should be a barrier to the reconciliation of Christianity and Hinduism. Both religions in their incarnation theories are, as we shall see, taking Christianity in its primitive form, frankly, docetic. Both assume a fervent love for the manifesting God on the part of the worshipper. I cannot, however, bring myself to believe that there was anything even in the most primitive form of the life of the god-man jesus comparable to the unmoral story of the life of krishna small wonder that many of the vaishnavas prefer the avatar of rama it will be seen therefore that it is impossible to discuss the historical character of the life of jesus without soon passing into the subject of his uniqueness. It is usual to suppose that Jesus, being a historical figure, must also be unique. And an Oxford theologian remarks that, quote, We see the spirit in the church always turning backwards to the historical revelation and drawing only thence the inspiration to reproduce it. End quote footnote leslie johnston in the work cited page two hundred f and footnote he thinks that for the christian consciousness there can be only one christ and finds this to be supported by a critical reading of the text of the gospels only one christ but was not the buddha so far above his contemporaries and successors that he came to be virtually deified? How is not this uniqueness? It is true Christianity has thus far been intolerant of other religions, which contrasts with the easy tolerance of Buddhism and Hinduism and, as the author may wish to add, of Baha'ism. But is the Christian intolerance a worthy element of character? Is it consistent with the beatitude pronounced, if it was pronounced, by Jesus on the meek? May we not, with Mr. L. Johnston's namesake, fitly say, such notions as these are a survival from the bad old days. Footnote: Johnston, Buddhist China, page three o six. End footnote. The Spirit of God. Another very special jewel of christianity is the doctrine of the spirit the term which etymologically means wind and in genesis one two and isaiah forty thirteen appears to be a fragment of a certain divine name anciently appropriated to the creator and preserver of the world was later employed for the god who is immanent in believers and who is continually bringing them into conformity with the divine model with the brahmist theologian p c mozumdar i venture to think that none of the old divine names is adequately suggestive of the functions of the spirit the spirit's work is in fact nothing short of recreation his creative functions are called into exercise ON THE APPEARANCE OF A NEW COSMIC CYCLE WHICH INCLUDES THE REGENERATION OF SOULS I GREATLY FEAR THAT NOT ENOUGH HOMAGE HAS BEEN RENDERED TO THE SPIRIT IN THIS IMPORTANT ASPECT AND YET THE DOCTRINE IS UNIQUELY PRECIOUS BECAUSE OF THE GREAT RESULTS WHICH HAVE ALREADY IN THE ETHICAL AND SPIRITUAL spheres, PROCEEDED FROM IT AND OF THE STILL GREATER ONES WHICH FAITH DESCRIES IN THE FUTURE We have, I fear, not yet done justice to the spiritual capacities with which we are endowed. I will therefore take leave to add, following Mozumdar, that no name is so fit for the indwelling God as Living Presence. Footnote, Mozumdar, The Spirit of God, 1898, page 64. End footnote. His gift to man is life and he himself is fullness of life. The idea, therefore, of God in the myth of the dying and reviving Saviour is, from one point of view, imperfect. At any rate, it is a more constant help to think of God as full, not of any more meagre satisfaction at his works, but of the most intense joy. Let us then join our Indian brethren in worshipping God the Spirit in honoring the Spirit we honor Jesus, the mythical and real incarnate God. The Mohammedans call Jesus Ruhullah, the Spirit of God, and the early Baha'is followed them. One of the latter addressed these striking words to a traveller from Cambridge quote, you." That is the Christian Church. Are today the manifestation of Jesus? You are the incarnation of the Holy Spirit. Nay, did you but realize it, you are God. Footnote: E. G. Brown, A Year Among the Persians, page 492. End footnote. I fear that this may go too far for some but it is only a step in advance of our master saint paul if we do not yet fully realize our blessedness let us make it our chief aim to do so how god's spirit can be dwelling in us and we in him is a mystery but we may hope to get nearer and nearer to its meaning and see that it is no maya no illusion As an illustration of the mystery, I will quote this from one of Vivekananda's lectures. Footnote, Jnana Yoga, page 154, end footnote. Young men of Lahore, raise once more that wonderful banner of Advaita, for on no other ground can you have that all-embracing love until you see that the same Lord is present in the same manner everywhere unfurl that banner of love arise awake and stop not till the goal is reached arise arise once more for nothing can be done without renunciation if you want to help others your own little self must go at the present time there are men who give up the world to help their own salvation throw away everything even your own salvation and go and help others end, quote. end of section twenty three recording by nicholas james bridgewater recorded in oxford england